A new chapter of Minecraft looms on the horizon like a mysterious mountain range, inviting the community to venture into the dark, unknown depths of speculation. Will Mojang's announcements on October 3rd reveal the coming of a mountain and cave update? What could this update bring to the game? Let's find out in this episode of Dig Straight Down. What is going on, crafters? Welcome to another episode of Dig Straight Down with me, your host, Rebel JC. Wow, guys, so... <laughs> um, something really interesting, I guess, happened on the trip that I just took recently. Uh, if you remember from the last little short episode that I put up, I mentioned that I was going on vacation with my wife as a little early anniversary vacation. So, guys, we were on our way. We were on the road. We were about two hours down the road going towards a beach in Florida. When we get a couple of texts from some family members informing us to um, check out the weather of our destination. And uh, lo and behold, the place where we were going was um, about to have some pretty rough weather. In fact, it was going to be all tropical stormed up down there. <laughs> um, and, and really only during the days that we were going to be down there. So uh, we pulled over at a rest stop and we had a little chat. What are we going to do? <laughs> we were all packed up to go to the beach. All of our clothes were very beach appropriate. <sighs> but I mean, I wanted to be able to go on this vacation and then come back home alive. That was what was preferable to me and my wife at the time. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but it's kind of a priority for us to stay alive as long as we can, at least for the sakes of our children. <laughs> um, so we pulled out the maps and we looked around. We we're like, what is around us within a reasonable driving distance? You know, that would, that, that's still fun, that we can still do and enjoy and have time together. And uh, we decided on Chattanooga, Tennessee. So it was like the exact opposite of going to the beach. But we had a great time, guys. We drove up to Chattanooga. We stopped at Target, bought some more mountain-appropriate clothing that wasn't. We weren't going to be walking around in you know shorts and swimsuits the whole time. <laughs> um, really quick, we got we uh, booked a Airbnb, canceled our other reservations for the beach, and uh, we actually had a really, really good time. We ate at a lot of fun places. We we went shopping a little bit. We walked around the town a little bit. Uh, went on a couple of hikes. It was really fun. But the 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 really big thing I think was just the the scenery that was there. The mountains, the 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 hills, the the forests, the cave that we went into. We did a tour of Ruby Falls, and I have come back to this podcast with just a firm belief that a mountain and cave update would not only be a decent update for Minecraft, but it would be so awesome if Mojang takes inspiration from actual mountains and actual caves in real life. 
there's so much so much more potential than I thought there was beginning. And while I would have said, yeah, I'm, I'm for a cave update, I would have said that before, but now I am 100% on board team cave update. But I would, I would amend that to say team mountain and cave update, because really, honestly, I think they go hand in hand. You really should have them both at the same time. It makes just so much sense to do that. Anyway, guys, that's my short little vacation story. I don't know, maybe one day we'll be able to head back to the beach when the apocalypse isn't happening, but we had a lot of fun in the mountains, and it's going to inform a lot of things in this show. So let's dig into the next segment of this episode. And for the next segment, we have an uh, email from a fan of the show, Netherlord125, sent an email, and it says... Hi, Rebel JC. I really like your podcast. Thank you so much. And I have some ideas for minecarts myself. Number one, add a new material that you could make a minecart out of called Voidite. Voidite armor and minecarts make you go faster than regular armor or minecarts. Voidite can be found in the end and smelted into Voidite fragments, sort of like netherite. Number two, wooden minecart. A wooden minecart is crafted with wood and is as fast as a normal minecart, but breaks after a thousand blocks or so, which I'm sure actually people could probably find some pretty cool ways to use that mechanic. A voidite rail. Number three, voidite rail. Voidite rails go 50% faster than a powered rail. Number four, rocket booster. Makes your minecart go 50% faster. It is crafted mainly with iron bars and gunpowder. The only side effect is that it cannot turn at a 90 degree angle or else it will fly off the rails. Number five, a controlled minecart. A controlled minecart can switch between going forwards or backwards and can go a little faster than a normal minecart. Number six, launch pads. Launch pads are a special rail that throw the minecart up 10 blocks or so if it is activated. Again, these are just my ideas, and I would be so happy if they get featured on the show. Yours, Blockily, Netherlord125. Thank you so much for your email and your ideas, Netherlord. So appreciated. And guys, again, if you have any email, uh, any comments, any questions, any ideas, just send me an email. Uh, some of these ideas really stood out to me. Number one, Voidite. And here's the thing. I really confidently predict that when we finally get a new end update, there will be a rare material that will allow us to have a new tier of gear similar to what Netherite has done. And I really like Netherlord's idea of this material giving the player a speed boost. This is kind of the opposite of Netherite, in my opinion. I imagine Netherite as a very heavy material because it resists knockback. It sort of just is just dense and heavy, so maybe Voidite being a super light material could enhance the speed and movements of anything it is crafted, um, including minecarts and rails. A Voidite minecart system could be as fast or even faster than flying with Elytra. I think that is a really interesting idea for a new material. Another idea that stood out to me, Rocket Booster. This is such a fun idea. I imagine this could look like a minecart with two large firework rockets attached to the sides, kind of cartoony in a way. And I really love the idea of blasting off a rail and into the sky for like a short flight, which could make for some fun roller coaster rides, I think. A uh, launch pads as well. I know you can throw us a minecart with a slime block and a piston under a rail, but that always breaks the rail. I think a launch rail that does not break could make jumping from a lower track to a higher track 
easier and more useful, honestly. So I really like that idea. Thank you for the email, Netherlord. And uh, guys, if you have any questions or comments or ideas you want to hear on the show, please email me at digstraightdowncast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. So let's get into the next segment of this episode. And for the next segment of this episode, we have a feature review. And this feature review is about tipped arrows. Tipped arrows, according to the wiki, are arrows that imbue a potion effect when hitting a mob or a player. The types of arrows are, and yes, I am going to go down this entire list, (laughs) arrow of regeneration. Arrow of Swiftness, Arrow of Fire Resistance, Arrow of Healing, Arrow of Night Vision, Arrow of Strength, Arrow of Leaping, Arrow of Invisibility, Arrow of Potion, Arrow of Weakness, Arrow of Slowness, Arrow of Harming, Arrow of Water Breathing, Arrow of Luck, which is Java Edition only, Arrow of Decay, which is Bedrock Edition only, Arrow of the Turtle Master, and Arrow of Slow Falling. My number one issue... (laughs) with tipped arrows is how they are obtained. They are crafted in the crafting table by surrounding a lingering potion with arrows. Lingering potions are brewed by combining dragon's breath with a splash potion. Dragon's breath can only be obtained by scooping up the ender dragon's breath attack cloud in a bottle. So that means in order to get tipped arrows, the player will first need to come face to face with the ender dragon itself, making tipped arrows an end game feature. In my opinion, it makes more sense for tipped arrows to be obtained earlier in the game. They really aren't incredibly powerful since their effect duration is only one-eighth of the corresponding potion. I would change the way tipped arrows were crafted by replacing lingering potions with splash potions. The recipe would be reasonably expensive for use the player would get out of the arrows, and Dragon's Breath would be freed up to serve another purpose, something truly powerful and in-game level. And this is where I'm going to challenge you guys. Please send me some ideas about another use for Dragon's Breath that doesn't have anything to do with Lingering Potions or Tipped Arrows. Find another use for Dragon's Breath that makes it, that makes makes more sense, I guess, because it's an end-game thing. Anyway, my number two issue with Tipped Arrows is that some don't really make sense. The Arrows of Healing, Swiftness, Night Vision, all the ones with a positive effect I'd assume we're supposed to shoot these arrows at our allies during a battle to help them, but it always comes at the cost of damage, and this makes even less sense with the arrow of healing. Why would you hurt someone in order to heal them? My suggestion would be to change these arrows just simply so that they don't deal damage, that an arrow with a positive potion effect doesn't deal damage. That's a simple fix. Other than those two issues... I really love the idea of tipped arrows. I never use them because they are so expensive to craft, and I just I don't have time to go after all those ingredients and get Dragon's Breath and all that stuff. I, if they were more accessible, I would use them all the time. I use spectral arrows all the time, so I would use tipped arrows all the time. So my ranking for tipped arrows is 7 out of 10. Iron ranking. 7 out of 10. Iron ranking. And we have some community comments. On tipped arrows. Not everybody agrees with me that they're actually a good thing. <laughs> Dripping with sarcasm here. <laughs> Obni says, they finally give us the opportunity to shoot people and heal them at the same time. That's awesome. 
<laughs> also, great when you need the added challenge of giving your enemies a speed boost when shooting them. Yeah, <laughs> you can tell Obni's not a huge fan. Same thing with High Hopes. He simply says, they're all the arrows you never knew you didn't want. <sighs> that makes me a little sad, guys. <laughs> with just a few tweaks, tipped arrows could actually be a really cool thing. I would love to see that whole system improved one day. Maybe when they add functionality to the fletching table, we will see something to make tipped arrows a little bit more accessible. But until then, sadly, I will probably continue to never use them unless somebody gives them to me. <laughs> anyway, so let's dig on into the main discussion of this episode. And for the main discussion of this episode, we are going to be talking about a potential Minecraft 1.17, the mountains and caves update. So here's what we know. Here's what we know. All right, we know that we're going to get a mountain update. We know that that update is going to include a few things. It's going to include one, kind of the meme of the thing, of the whole update, is snowy or snow. Who knows what that, I, I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> we will see what that means. Maybe it just means snow that you sink into. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We know that it means a mountain generation revamp. So the way mountains generate in the world will be reworked, redesigned, hopefully more mountain-esque. And we will get mountain goats, which to me is really, really cool. I always love when they add a new mob to the game. So based on my recent trip into the mountains, my very uh, spontaneous, unplanned trip into the mountains with my wife, I have some ideas about some of these features. So beginning with the mountain generation revamp, I would love to see mountains form ranges not clusters, because right now, mountains in Minecraft kind of, they kind of just sort of generate in like a, like just a cluster of mountains. There's not like in a, in real life where mountains really generate in a range, which is like almost like a line of mountains. That's one of, that's maybe like one or two or three mountains deep, but they're just like a long line of them. That's what I think of when I think of a mountain range, and honestly, Think about the horizon of Minecraft if that was the case. It would just you would just look into the distance and see this wall of mountains in the distance. That would be amazing. I think some mountains could generate very large, meaning either all, almost all the way up to build limit or all the way up to build limit. I, I would love to see really, really, really Everest type mountains in Minecraft. I would love to see different varieties of mountains in Minecraft because in real life there's different varieties. The ones that I went to in Chattanooga were forested. They, they were covered in trees. But if you go out to Colorado or the west, you see very rocky mountains. I mean, they're, the, they're, they're called the Rocky Mountains for a reason. They're just rocky. They're stony. There's not a lot of trees on them, just sheer rocks. And I would love to see some that are just simply very snowy, wintry mountains. Um, we have some variety in Minecraft right now, but not really a lot. It's just sort of like an extension of whatever biome they're in. So I would love to see different, more realistic, I guess, types of mountains added. 
and definitely no floating chunks of land. Please take the floating chunks of islands away. I hate seeing them, honestly. I never see one that I think, oh, that looks cool. I want to build on it. No, if I want to have a floating island, I'm just going to build a floating island. There's never been a floating chunk of land in Minecraft where I think, hey, that looks actually cool. That that actually adds to the experience of playing Minecraft. It doesn't. It's just kind of annoying. <laughs> and, okay, I want, I want to step back a little bit. I know, okay. It's fine. Like, I don't really have anything to complain about in Minecraft. Minecraft is a wonderful game. If they never took floating chunks of land out of the game, it would still be an amazing game. I would still love it to death. It really isn't bothering me that much. I'm just being a little bit exaggerated here. But still, if we're going to rework the mountain generation, let's just go ahead and take care of that one little thing. It, it doesn't look good. It doesn't really add anything to the game. I know maybe some people think it's iconic, but... I mean, while we're while we're reworking this whole thing, let's just take those out. That would be a great a great idea, in my opinion. Anyway, um, rivers, mountain rivers that flow down from the mountains as waterfalls. There were a lot of those in the mountains when I went. So let's add those to the game. I mean, we already have waterfalls, I think, but let's actually add rivers that kind of flow from the mountains, not just a, a water source kind of poking out of the edge of a mountain. Let's actually have maybe at least a pool of water at the top of a mountain that trickles down into a river below. We'll put a little thought into how water works uh, in mountain ranges in Minecraft anyway. Uh, goats. So how goats could be uh, added to the game I think they could be a neutral mob, obviously, just a neutral mob that defends itself with a headbutting attack, which could knock you off a cliff, adding a little bit more hazard to the Minecraft region, to my, to uh, the Minecraft mountain regions. So they're a neutral mob, sort of like llamas. They're, they're not like sheep. If you attack a sheep, it's not going to attack you back, but if you attack a llama, it's going to spit at you. I think the same thing could go for a mountain goat. I think they could produce goat milk. That could be turned into cheese, adding a new food source to Minecraft. And I think they should be very agile. If they're going to be living in the mountains, they need to be very agile. I think maybe jumping up to five blocks in height. I think that's the maximum that a horse can jump, which is pretty high, to be honest. So having goats be able to scramble up the side of a mountain pretty easily would add a little bit more. It makes more sense because it's a mountain goat. So, yeah, let's do that. Um, another idea for the mountain side of this whole update and I know this has been discussed before and shot down a few times, but let's 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 give it give it another chance. Grappling hooks. Grappling hooks specifically to add to your fishing rod. They could be crafted, the hook could be crafted from three iron nuggets in a V-shape. Pretty simple. The hook would be added to a fishing rod in a crafting recipe. The the hook, the reach of the hook can only reach up to five blocks, so it does not replace ender pearls. It's just a little bit more accessible and has a bit of a different use. Um, it pulls the player to the hook, so you, you hook a block that's five blocks away, you, you, and you reel yourself towards that block very quickly. This could be useful for dodging in combat, so it adds a little bit more um, functionality than just for climbing mountains, and it could also be useful, again, for escaping lava pretty quickly, and which I imagine people would want to bring this into the nether. So I think grappling hooks could actually be pretty useful if added to Minecraft. If you don't agree with me, that's okay. I just wanted to throw this idea in there. And let's move on to a little bit of the caves and caverns side of this update. 
So what did I learn from my time in the mountains um, and the, the Ruby Falls tour? So if you don't know what Ruby Falls is, Ruby Falls, there's a cave system that you, you can you can give have a tour of. It's, it's pretty brief. It's not really that long. It's about an hour or more um, of, a, of a tour. And you go into these caves, and they're pretty cramped, pretty pretty uh, narrow caves. In some places, if you're claustrophobic, you could probably have a panic attack. So it's probably not a good idea if you have that. Um, but honestly, when you get to the end of the system and you enter into this large chamber that's been carved by a waterfall, and there's the waterfall at the very end of the chamber, and they've got it all lit up with cool colored lights, it's breathtaking, to be honest. Probably one of my favorite things that I did on the trip. So what did I learn from the tour of those caves? Minecraft's caves right now really are just simply long holes connecting to other long holes and sometimes a pretty decent ravine. So ravines are pretty cool. I like ravines. But the caves, they are just long holes. Like It's like somebody took a drill and just bored into the ground. There's nothing different and unique about different caves. Real caves in, in the real world are about shapes and formations. They're tall and narrow. There's wide rooms with low ceilings. There's tight squeezes. There's vaulted cathedral taverns. There's all of these different shapes of spaces in real-life caves. If we added this to Minecraft, just without even changing the blocks, without changing the biomes, without changing the mobs, just changing the shapes and the diversity of how caves are generated, that would, that would automatically add so much more to the experience of journeying through the underground world of Minecraft. And also, mineral formations hanging from the ceilings. Guys, all in Ruby Falls, there's stalagmites and stalactites and these formations that are just sort of coming down from the ceiling. And, and, and there's water dripping everywhere. So really, I think these things could be added. So water dripping could be just a sound effect, sort of like we have the, the train sound effect in uh, caves right now. Just add another one that's just water dripping. That would add a lot of atmosphere to caves. But the mineral, for, mineral formations, guys, stalagmites and stalactites, I really think could find a home in Minecraft caves. They could grow slowly over time in the right circumstances. So they're, they're actually like a mineral block that actually grows almost like a plant, but very, very slowly. And these can be very diverse, like coral fans and coral in the oceans. In real caves, these formations look like the stone melted like wax and flowed over the edges and from the ceiling. This, if we added this to Minecraft, could allow for really interesting textures and new blocks to build with. A lot of these uh, um, formations in Ruby Falls looked very crystalline and polished. And I was just thinking, man, how many more cool building blocks could we have if these kinds of textures were added to the game so really i think adding for cave formations mineral formations to the caves as well as changing the way caves are shaped and giving it more diversity would be a really good move and then some other ideas having new underground biomes so like unstable sandy caves in the desert that if you break up the wrong block the whole thing could collapse uh, frozen caves and snowy and icy biomes underground forests under jungles and stuff underground lakes, rivers, and waterfalls, all these things I've pretty much covered in a, in a, a, a few episodes, I think. Um, I think also this this update could overhaul dungeons, mineshafts, and strongholds. So it's not just about caves, it's about everything that generates underground. All of these could be made bigger and with more en engaging designs. 
Mine shafts could be the most basic occurring closer to the surface, but with a bit more going on in terms of design. Uh, dungeons could be deeper than mine shafts and completely redesigned from the current cubic room of mossy cobblestone. I think they could be more like what strongholds are now, with passages, chambers, and different levels, and they could have more difficult em enemies than the usual zombies, skeletons, and creepers. Uh, dungeons really need to be dungeons, not just little boxes that spawners generate in. In strongholds, they could be so much bigger almost like the size of nether fortresses or piglin bastions. And they could have new challenging enemies, maybe like the Nameless One or the Necromancer from Minecraft Dungeons. Honestly, this would be a great opportunity to add some of those enemies from Minecraft Dungeons into the vanilla Minecraft game. So guys, that brings us to the end of this episode. Again, if you want to, you can email me with questions or comments or ideas at digstraightdowncast at gmail.com. You can also join the Discord. Link is in the show notes, guys. We're having a lot of fun conversations. We're just waiting for you to join. You can connect with me on Twitter at rebeljc underscore 92. And please, guys, if you if you want to, if you have time, leave me a good review on Apple Podcasts. I would love to see that, and it helps a lot of other people find the show. So if you have time, please leave a kind review on Apple Podcasts for me. And until next episode, guys, keep digging straight down. I will see you in the next episode.